Hello, glad to have you with us today. This is Pastor Bill at uh, <clears throat> at Solid Rock Bible Church here in Reno, Texas. And uh, uh, this evening I've got a little something that I would like to do for you. Uh, I've entitled my message, and it's going to be it's, it's not going to be very long at all. But it's what is the difference between the rapture and the second coming? You know, this is probably one of the biggest misconceptions in prophecy. The rapture and the second coming are often confused, but they are entirely two different events in God's prophecy in the end time. First of all, let's look at the rapture. First, the rapture is when Christ comes back and takes every Christian that is still on this earth and then resurrects all the believers who have died and then he takes them back to heaven with him. See, Paul is. This is what Paul is talking about uh, in First Thessalonians four sixteen. He is talking about the rapture and what is going to happen. So let's look at what he says here in First Thessalonians chapter four, verse sixteen and through seventeen. It says, "For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise." First, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Thus we shall always be with the Lord. See, the rapture, really if you think about it, the rapture is God's protection of His saints from the tribulation that is coming. The tribulation is going to be seven years of God's judgment that will be poured out upon this earth. Now there are some who argue that the tribulation period will begin before the rapture. But in the Bible, in Romans 8.1, listen to what it says. There is therefore now, the moment you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there is there now no condemnation. Condemnation is judgment. There is therefore now no judgment to those who are in Christ Jesus. No, we will not be judged again. We were judged at the cross. When you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you were judged at the cross, found not guilty because Christ took all of your guilt upon Him. And, you know, I believe the church will not experience the judgment that God has planned for, for that time because the judgment is for the ungodly or the non-believers. That's, that's who God's wrath is against, the non-believers, the ungodly, not against the Christian, not against the ones who have accepted Jesus Christ. And then... I've got another scripture that, that kind of backs up what I'm saying, and it's in Revelations chapter 3, verse 10. Now, he is talking to one of the churches. He's talking to the church of Philadelphia when he tells them this. Listen, because you have kept the word of my patience, I also will keep you from the hour of wrath. The hour of wrath is the tribulation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. So why would God put his people, his faithful Christians, his faithful believer, through this? No, it's not for us. It's for the ungodly and it's for the unbelievers. 
believer is who God's wrath is going to be poured out on. And then finally, at the end of the seven years of tribulation, the Bible says Jesus comes back. Now, this is his second coming. See, it's different from the rapture. This time he comes to earth as the powerful and glorious King of kings and Lord of lords, surrounded by all of his saints. The saints of heaven come back with him. And when he comes back, there's going to be something that's going to take place too also. He will gain victory at Armageddon and establish his kingdom here upon the earth. Now Armageddon will be the final battle between God and the forces of evil. And, and you know, you, we don't realize this, but as I was studying for this, he said the, the, the word Armageddon is only mentioned, or it only occurs in Revelation 16, in chapter 16, verse 16, and it only occurs one time. He said, Then they gathered the kings together to a place that in Hebrew is called Armageddon. Now this is talking about the kings that were loyal to the Antichrist. They were gathering together for the last and final battle with Israel. At Armageddon, the cup filled with wine of the fury of God's wrath. Now you're going to find that in Revelation 16, 19. It says, the cup filled with the wine of the fury of God's wrath will be delivered and the Antichrist and his followers will be overthrown and defeated. Now listen here in, in, I'm here in Revelations 19.21. It said, And the remnant was slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse. Now this is Jesus Christ. Which the sword proceeded out of his mouth. This is a, you know, uh, this here is the word of God that's coming out of his mouth. And the and the fowls were filled with their flesh. Jesus simply spoke a word. And then suddenly the battle was over. Actually there wouldn't actually there really won't be a war as we think about a war. There will be a word spoken from the mouth of Jesus and the rider, which is Jesus, sitting on the white horse, the enemy will be slain. So, you know, this isn't going to be just, a, just a, a big, large, timely battle. Many commentaries said this battle might last five, ten minutes. You know, we just think about a, a war, a battle just going on and on and on. But when you have God fighting your battle, it don't take much. All he has to do is speak the word, and that's exactly what Christ is going to do. He's going to speak the word. Matter of fact, there's even a place there where it says that fire came out of his mouth and devoured the enemy. Or he, you know, he, he slayed them. And uh, so that really is the difference between the rapture and the second coming. When Christ comes back, this time, you noticed in, in, whenever the rapture was going on, he never set foot upon the earth. He stayed in the air in the clouds. He never came to earth. And we joined him in the clouds. We left earth and joined him in the clouds. And from that point on, we went to heaven with him. The resurrected dead and those of us who were alive, it says we were caught up 
with the dead, and, and we went to heaven with Jesus Christ. And, you know, and on our way to heaven, that's when we received our glorified body. Y'all have heard this, the glorified body that Christ is going to give. It's going to be, as a matter of fact, the Bible says, it's a body like Christ had when he was resurrected. And uh, this is what we're going to have. So really, when Jesus comes back the second time, his second coming, he sets foot upon the earth and then he will have his earthly kingdom. Now when he, when he comes back, he's going to come back to the Mount of Olives. He is going to touch down on the Mount of Olives. And as soon as his foot touches the Mount of Olives, that mountain splits. That's how powerful that, that Christ's appearance is going to be. And uh, so this really, like I said, this is really the difference because uh, a lot of people really think that uh, the rapture and the second coming Christ are the same thing. But it's not. There is two distinct differences between them. And uh, just to close, quickly here are some dif distinct differences to remember about these two events. First of all, at the rapture, Jesus comes for His saints to take them back to heaven. At the second coming, He comes with His saints. When He comes back, His second coming, we come with Him. And at the rapture, Jesus doesn't come all the way to earth. That's what I was just saying. And at the second coming, Jesus' feet, feet touch down on the Mount of Olives and he will reign upon this earth. And at the rapture, Jesus comes with a blessing for his saints. He comes with a blessing? Yes. He takes us off of this earth before the tribulation starts and takes us back to heaven with Him so that we, His saints, His believers, do not go through His wrath that He has set aside for the unbelievers and the ungodly. This is going to be a time that people don't really realize how bad it's going to be. Matter of fact, over, even over in Matthew, it tells us that this that this tribulation will be a time that the earth has never seen and will never see again. That's how bad it's going to be. And it says that uh, we're not going to go through it. We are not going to go through it. We are going to be in heaven with Jesus Christ. You'll be... You, when that, when that tribulation is going on down here, all the suffering and everything that's going to go on, the pain, the agony, simply because they would not believe upon Jesus Christ, the life they live, they live totally against God. Many of them took the mark of the beast. Many of them took, accepted the Antichrist as their Lord and Savior. And they would not, and when they did that, in the tribulation, there will be a chance to be saved. But it also says if we take the mark of the beast or we bow down to that beast, we confess him as being our Lord, there is no hope of salvation for any of us at, at the tribulation. So there will be a chance. But if we accept or take the mark of the beast... And two, some of the punishment that's going to take place in the tribulation, it said that if we take the mark of the beast, that, that, that we are also going to receive the, the boils and the sores and the pain where those that never took the mark, they will not have those, those boils and those sores and that kind of pain. It will not come up on them. So, 
We know that, that, that at the rapture, Jesus comes with a blessing when he takes the saints back home. At the second coming, he brings judgment for those who have rejected him. Judgment comes with God. For those who have, have, have rejected us, that, that judgment is, his, is, the, excuse me, is the tribulation. That, and this tribulation is going to last for seven years. It's going to last for seven years. The first three and a half years is not going to be just as bad as the last three and a half years. But the last half, the last three and a half years is when the is when the worst of it happens. That is when the seals are opened. That is when the trumpet sounds. Each time the trumpet sounds, there's going to be God's wrath poured out. And each time that trumpet sounds, the trumpet will sound seven different times. Seven is the number of God. So there's going to be seven times that God's going to point to that angel and say, sound your trumpet. And every time that angel sounds his trumpet, devastation, disaster, is going to fall upon the earth. And then there's the bowls. There's three different judgments. Seals, trumpets, and bowls. And there's seven of them to each. There's a series of seven. Three sevens. Twenty-one times that God's going to pour His wrath out on this earth. And each time He pours it out, it's worse than the one before. And... uh and one thing we have to think about, you know, the rapture can take place, it can happen at any moment. Nothing else has to take place upon this earth. Only thing that has to take place is the Father will look over to His Son, Jesus Christ, and say, Son, go get my church. Go bring my people home. And Jesus comes back. And we are caught up to heaven. And... We also know the second coming happens seven years after the rapture. Seven years after the rapture, there's going to be seven years of devastation that happens upon this earth. And then after that comes the judgment of Christ or the judgment of God at the great white throne judgment. You know, there's going to be many, many people that's going to stand before God and they're going to say to themselves, why did I not believe. They've gone through that judgment, the tribulation, but now they're facing a burning, fiery lake of fire that they're looking down into. Knowing they're going to be thrown into it. Let me ask you a question. If the rapture took place right now, if it took place tonight, would you go in the rapture? Are you a child of the king? Are you a child of the God? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior? You know, it is getting so close. We can just look at the times and the things going on right now, and you can see that the end is getting so close. We don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but we know it's getting closer and closer and closer. So I would urge you tonight even, if you have never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, Please, don't wait till it's too late. If you have not accepted Christ, by the time the rapture takes place, you're going to be left here to go through the tribulation. And that's, a, that's something you don't want to do. And when that great white throne judgment happens, 
You're going to stand before Christ. He's going to open up the Lamb's Book of Life. If your name is not written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, you will be cast into the lake of fire. And this is for all eternity. It says, and the wrath never lets up. It never lets up. And it's for all eternity. People say, well, I just don't believe a God would do that. How would a loving God, why would he throw that in fire? Why would he send me to hell? If we'll stop and think, we're sending ourselves to hell. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to remove you from going to hell. All you have to do is believe in your heart, confess him with your mouth, and you're saved. You know, in, in Romans, in Romans 10, 13, it says, For whomsoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. To call upon the name of the Lord, it means that you're calling upon Jesus, asking him to forgive you of your sins and to come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. If you do that, you're going to bypass the tribulation, you're going to bypass hell, and you're going to have an eternal home in heaven. You know, I don't know how to make it any plainer than that. So the, the choice is totally up to you. Whether you spend eternity in hell or whether you spend eternity in heaven. I hope you make the right choice. If you need to, would you pray with me tonight? Would you just pray? If you will accept Jesus Christ, you have, you have bypassed the tribulation and you have bypassed hell and you have eternal life waiting ahead of you. Father God, we come into your presence tonight asking you to forgive us, Lord, of our sins. Forgive us when we have failed you. Lord, we want to accept Jesus Christ tonight as our Lord and as our Savior. We want to serve him. I want to get into his presence, get into his church, Lord, to hear his word, to learn more about his love, his mercy, and his grace. Lord, I need you in my life. I know that I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. And Lord, but I am told that your grace is greater than any sin I could ever commit. And that is true. Your, God's grace is greater than any sin that you have ever committed. He will forgive you. He will accept you as his child if you will just come to him and ask with your heart and believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God that died for you on the cross and then three days later he was resurrected and right now he sits at the right hand of God interceding for you to the Father. If you can believe this and accept Jesus Christ, praise God, you're on your way to heaven, you've bypassed the tribulation, you've bypassed hell, and you're in the presence of God for all eternity. So if you would, if you've said this prayer, Welcome to the family of God. And I want to thank you all for being here tonight, for listening. But this is just something that we need to clear up and know that this rapture could take place at any moment. Nothing else has to happen except for God to look it over at Jesus and say, go get my children. That's it. Nothing else has to take place. And it's getting closer and closer so again, I want to thank you for being here tonight. I want to thank you for listening. I hope something I said will turn you to Christ and away from hell. So until next week, y'all have a blessed day.
And please, if you have not accepted Christ, really, really ask him to come into your heart. He wants to, and he will. So until next Tuesday night, God bless you, and we'll see you then.